Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I am your host. On this podcast, I typically focus on topics revolving around designing a life that fulfills you. And in my perspective, I believe the three pillars to that are your personal relationships, your career, and of course, your overall health. So this episode is focused on, I would consider your overall health, in particular, both your mental and physical wellness, because it is revolving around morning routines, self-discipline, boundaries, planning ahead, and all of that fun stuff. And even if you aren't a routine person, you are more of a go with the flow, I do believe that you can still implement one daily habit in the morning that would just simply be your morning routine, but it's maybe not like five different things. Maybe it's just one thing that you do every single morning. It helps your mind kickstart the day. And that could be as simple as just making your bed at the same time every single day. So if you are someone that is in need of new ideas for your morning routine, or you need a little bit of a push on self-discipline, this episode is definitely for you. And it may be worth taking some notes on your phone or notepad, whatever you typically do if you are listening to podcasts and you do like to take some notes. I think this one would be a good episode for that, especially if you want to implement any of this in your life. So with that being said, let's dive into it. So let's kick it off with the topic around morning routines. And I will definitely share my morning routine and what I've been doing uh, lately and I will say my morning routine has evolved and changed over the years and I also want to add that I do not believe everyone needs to have a specific type of morning routine that is very similar to certain people whether they are successful or not but I do believe that having a way you start your day with like a certain habit, even if it's one thing and then you're on to the rest of your day, I do believe that that kind of consistency helps you feel a sense of direction and an easier way for your mind to wake up as well. So before I dive into the reasons, let me share my thoughts and what I do for my specific routine. And I'm a firm believer in that your morning and your day actually starts the night before. And this is primarily around what time you go to bed and what you do for maybe your night routine. And I will say, I don't really actually have much of a night routine except that I do try to be in bed by 10.30 p.m. And that is correlated with the time I try to wake up as well. And I love to read a good fiction novel before bed because it's just a nice way to decompress not look at a screen. And as most of us know, reading does make falling asleep a bit easier, especially if you are a little tired. I think reading is just the perfect way to go. So I think another important detail with that is it's very important to keep your phone away as well because I've had times where 
it can be distracting and if my phone is next to me, I will want to pop on Instagram or something really quick just to check before bed. And so I alleviate this problem by putting my phone in a separate room or far from my bed. So before, when I lived in like a one bedroom, I was able to put my phone actually physically in a different room. But because I live in a studio apartment now and I only have like one big room besides my bathroom, which is really far away from my bed, um, I just go ahead and put my phone charged in my kitchen on the counter. And so that's kind of how I create the difference in the space. And it's helpful because when my alarm goes off on my phone, I simply have to get up and walk over to the kitchen and turn off the alarm. So for the specifics of my morning routine, I try to wake up around 6.30 a.m., give or take. It really depends on the day. It's not always 6.30, but most of the time it's around then or closer to 7 o'clock. Some people say this is really early. Honestly, I used to wake up even earlier. I think back in LA, somehow I was able to wake up around 6 a.m. or sometimes 5.30 because I would actually go to a workout class at 6 a.m. So I don't know. It's pretty intense what I did back then. But 6.30 has been kind of my new groove ever since moving to New York. And the first thing I usually do is I usually drink a juice. So green juice or carrot juice, I get them from Whole Foods. And then I'll usually also roll my face with like an ice roller just to kind of wake up my face and skin and all of that good stuff. And and it really depends. Sometimes I will make coffee right away. I will drink that and read a book at the same time. And in the morning, I most often read a mindset or business book instead of a fiction novel because it helps me get amped up with ideas and more of like a career workflow mindset and that has been helpful for me. Whereas if I'm reading a novel, I will just get really engrossed in it and won't want to put it down. So I like to do that in in the evening instead. So afterwards, I will usually grab a small bite, so maybe like a chocolate croissant or a yogurt, and I will eat that before going to work out. So it really depends what I'm doing, but usually it's either a workout class like SoulCycle or Pilates, or right now for the summer, I am focusing on just going to the gym. I lift weights and I like to do some cardio. And for me, cardio is usually right now primarily actually doing an incline walk and I'll do that for depending if I'm just doing cardio that day I will do that for like 45 minutes 35 minutes if I'm doing weights as well then I will only do it for 20 minutes and a pro tip on that if you do enjoy just doing an incline walk as well definitely get it up like really high and then also add a little speed to it because then it'll make you more out of breath, your heart rate will go up and that's a great way to make it more challenging if you find that doing a walk on the treadmill is too simple. And just for the timeline, I will usually go to a workout around 7.30 a.m. give or take. Um, Again, if I'm going to a workout class, it would be at a more specific time. If I'm working out at the gym, then I have more flexibility, but I try to go to the gym before 8 o'clock because I want to get that workout in and get my day going. And afterwards, I'll get back, I'll shower, I'll get ready, make coffee if I haven't already, 
do that kind of thing. And then I try to hop on emails, my computer around 10, 10.30 a.m. And some of you guys might think that is kind of late and definitely has been an intention of mine. I, I don't ever really want to hop on the computer that early. But with that being said, I do often work later because I have more of a flow later in the evening. So sometimes I'm still recording a podcast or editing at 8 or 9 p.m. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, I do actually enjoy starting my day a little bit later and then also still working a little bit later because I already gave myself some downtime in the morning. All right, so a few reasons why I believe a morning routine is helpful for you. Number one, it helps you make less decisions in the morning. I don't know about you guys, but I try to minimize the amount of effort I have to do in the morning. So a great example of that is that I usually put my workout clothes on top of my dresser the night before because then I don't have to think about what workout clothes I'm going to wear. So I'll have my socks, my yoga pants, my tank top, my sports bra, whatever. I'll have it ready. So again, I don't have to think. Also, with a morning routine, it's nice, like, you know, if you know you like to make coffee in the morning or you know you drink a juice or whatever, it's nice to just not have to think like, oh, am I going to drink matcha or tea or coffee? You know, like you, you want to reduce your options because I think it's a choice paradox if you give yourself too much to choose from. Another reason why I enjoy a morning routine is that it helps kickstart a flow and with that flow, I often feel a sense of direction and a sense of purpose because once you get your day going and you've had time to decompress and wake up your brain and your mind, you're like, oh, okay, this is my intention for today. This is what I need to get done for work. This is what I need to get done in my personal life, all of that good stuff. Whereas if you jump right into the day like you shower you get ready and start working right away I feel like your mind even though your body was already moving your mind might be like oh my gosh I still need another hour or two to really fully wake up and from my experience if your mind is still slow then you're going to work at a less efficient pace and in the end I feel like going to work earlier or starting your day earlier is actually less effective then because you are still slower than someone coming in maybe an hour later or like starting you know an hour an hour and a half later but they're fully energized ready to go and ready to get going with a sense of purpose and like I said this does not need to be long and detailed and especially if you are not a routine person I definitely have quite a few friends that are not really structured type of people and I think that is totally okay we are not all the same however I do think a simple routine can be really beneficial and helpful. So if I wanted to simplify it, I would simply wake up, go on a morning walk, drink coffee, tea, whatever my preference is, um, shower, get ready, and then get going. Okay, so now I want to dive into implementing self-discipline because I do believe this is related and correlated to morning routines, what time you wake up, how to stay motivated, quote-unquote. And it's funny because this is a topic I was talking about with a friend the other day who told me that she she struggles with 
having a morning routine and waking up at the same time specifically because of the lack of self-discipline and I have been there myself. In fact, I still go through certain days and weeks where I'm struggling like many of you guys listening. So I do want to preface everything I share is just from personal experience and I'm not doing this every single day at all times because I do have off days as well. But this is something that I aim to do and something that I believe is very helpful overall to your daily life. But what I like to do when it comes to self-discipline and keeping myself in check, number one thing I do is I ask myself questions and I give myself reminders. So if I'm in the middle of feeling like I'm in a rut or I can't get out of bed, or maybe it's about sacrificing a workout day or whatever that may be, I ask myself two questions. Number one, what will your life look like if you do this instead of the alternative? So maybe let's say I committed to myself to go to the gym four to five times a week on a consistent weekly basis when I'm at home here in New York. Um, And maybe the alternative is like, oh, maybe I want to miss today, stay in bed for another half hour because I feel lazy, tired, overworked, whatever, right? As a former athlete, I can tell you there there's a fine line between you're actually overworked, you need to let your muscles rest, you need to take that day off from a real workout, and compared to you're just being tired, you need the mental push. So keep that in mind, you know, when you are feeling like you want to skip out on that day, ask yourself, are you being just a bit lazy? And I think it's really good to check yourself sometimes and and be honest with yourself because it's like having a coach and, you know, being a coach for yourself, right? So even if I was truly physically tired, overworked, I still, at the very least, if I'm not going to go to the gym, I'm not going to do like real cardio, I will go out and do like a 10-15 minute outdoor walk. Because similar to what the book says in Atomic Habits, I like that concept of doing something that still gets me 1% better every day or 0.1% more versus you're staying stagnant that day. And then the next day, if you do that again or another day in that same week, then you're going to start to go backwards, right? So I still just like to move the needle a little bit. And another question I will ask myself, especially when it comes to, let's say, being tempted to go out that night, but I still have to be up early in the morning or um, whatever in that kind of context, I usually ask myself the question, what do you want most? And that can be related to many things. So, So even if you're tempted to go out, maybe it's the fact that you need to save money or the fact that you need to be up early so you can go to a workout class, or that maybe it's just because you don't want to be surrounded by those people anymore and you're trying to distance yourself. You have to ask yourself, can you feel the pain a little bit in this short period of time that you're, you're not going or you have to say no or you have to say no in a way that makes you feel kind of uncomfortable because you're not used to being direct and honest? Ask yourself, what do you want the most long-term, right? What's the long-term effect of staying committed to what your original plan was that is positive for you that's impactful to you what's the long-term gain three months from now what about six months from now and even better a year from now if tomorrow was your last day would you feel as though you have maximized your potential how would you describe your perfect day with no limitations how can you work towards achieving something as close to this if not exactly that
And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! So like I said, I also struggle sometimes with getting out of bed or waking up early when I really want to or need to. I reduce some of the friction by setting a quote on my alarm. So, you know, if you set an alarm on your phone, you're able to kind of put a title to it. So for the title part, I usually write a quote or something that I know will really hit me emotionally and mentally. So something I like to write is maybe like the 1% life. If it's, you know, a 6 a.m. alarm and I'm just reminding myself, hey, the 1% do this, right? Or like in terms of like, this is a 1% mentality. Not everyone's up at this time, but where do you see yourself? Who do you want to become? Another title I like to use is how bad do you want this? So similar to that question I had asked myself, what do I want most in the long term? This statement usually gives me that, ah, yeah, this is what I'm doing it for. I'm, I'm waking up. I am working my ass off, not overworking, but putting in the work and being diligent. Because for me, this is what I used to do as a competitive athlete. And that energy resonates with me the most. So you just have to find for yourself what resonates with you, what motivates you or the type of people that motivate you. And for me, it's always, it always has been athletes because being a former competitive figure skater, I've always dreamed of competing for Team USA or maybe the Olympics, you know, and uh, those are very, very difficult achievements. And quite frankly, like the 1% of the sport that really make it that far. And so in personally, it reminds me like, hey, You didn't have the mindset back then, but maybe now it's serving as a new mindset for you because it reminds me every time some of the things that I wish I didn't do back then, like caving into the high school social life and uh, sacrificing some of the practice days when I really should have been staying focused and skating. And I'm not saying that would have changed my result marginally, but at least I wouldn't have to look back and be like, oh, damn, I know I could have worked a bit harder, right? So... I'm all for putting in 150% effort in whatever you do and being exceptional, Uh, even if it's like at work and you don't have a crazy uh, job relevance right now. Maybe you're like, well, I'm I'm only doing, um, I'm only making coffee or I'm like an executive assistant and I'm doing things for other people. Still show up and be exceptional in, in what you do because it becomes who you are. Everything you do with habits 
it simply becomes who you are and people remember you for that because even when I did simpler part-time jobs back in the day if I'm like folding clothes at Abercrombie I still really cared about the shirts being super lined up and super straight and all these things and those things might not matter to other people or they might not notice and it doesn't matter because you have to do it for yourself because when you get used to being excellent in another part of your life it translates over because your mind is like well I'm so used to being this and so um, that's for me personally what has worked mentally and if you can find what that is for you or you find someone that you want to become more like follow a little bit of their framework and see how that works for you. Another way I implement self-discipline is setting a timer reminder on apps that take up too much of my time. So for me, it's actually only Instagram. I am fortunately never on TikTok really. I'm not scrolling. I'm not looking at people's videos. I'm not on Facebook, Twitter, none of that. It's primarily Instagram for me. And so I do have a timer that I believe is like different times for like the week and different times for the weekend that like tells me, okay, you've had enough time on Instagram today. And another self-discipline component of that is actually turning off my notifications. So for me, I actually do not see any of my Instagram notifications or messages, anything like that on my notification screen from Instagram because it is an app that I'm on a lot. I will see my text messages and my emails, but those are the only notifications I allow myself to get. And you can fix this in your settings. You can turn off notifications from Instagram on in your settings and that way if you don't want to see like a DM you got or you don't want to see comments and likes on your photo, which I would highly advise because I just think that could be too hectic if you're always seeing what's happening on the app, turn it off because then when you come back into the app you can, you know, catch up from there. As most of you have probably heard for a while now, I've been consistently drinking Magic Mind because not only does it taste so good, especially if you love a hint of matcha flavor, but this stuff helps me get into my flow state and I always feel a stronger sense of focus, which makes sense since it is a productivity drink. While I love coffee and I do make it every morning, when it comes to preparing for my workflow or wanting something to sip on before I get into my work, I always choose Magic Mind because like I said, it helps me get into my flow state and it makes me feel more focused and productive. The best part is that it is all natural and I'm gonna share with you a few key facts and ingredients. Number one, it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus. For me, like I said, I drink it more for just the pleasure of making coffee. So this one is definitely a better alternative if you prefer more of an energy-focused drink. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And lastly, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been considering it for a while, I highly, highly recommend you give this a try. I drink this every single day, no joke, and it comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much sometimes I drink two in a day, but disclaimer, it is not recommended. They do recommend one, but I just truly love it so much. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's fulfill, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. I said this earlier, but a way that I reduce friction for getting ready is simply by setting my gym clothes on top of my dresser the night before 
And this is also a way that I implement self-discipline because I am subconsciously telling my brain, you're going to work out tomorrow. You have the clothes ready. You already did one step. And for me, I feel like mentally, I'm telling myself, why would you not commit then? Because you're already like a quarter of the way there, right? You, you have the clothes out. All you have to do next is wake up, put them on, walk out the door, go work out. And so I just think it's like the small steps that you do that help reduce the friction of getting ready and being there, being on time. Think of what you can do. I think the the first thing that comes to mind for me as well is if you go into the office for work, get your work back ready for the next day. I used to do this when I was in corporate. I, I definitely had my stuff ready to go. I had it on my chair, um, my desk chair, and I just made sure that I had the folders I needed, my work laptop, everything I needed to be ready for the day and to perform at an exceptional level. I made sure I had that ready the night before because I can be chaotic in the morning and I'm sure some of you guys are like that as well. So it is helpful if you can alleviate some of that in the morning. And then lastly, if you need to be up early, don't allow yourself to do social things the evening before. And living in New York City, we're very social creatures here. And I know most people are usually kind of out even during the weekdays. But for me, because of just what my focus is right now, I do not allow myself to go out for dinner from Sunday through Wednesday. Sometimes I'll make an exception for Wednesday, but then I will take back like definitely not going out for dinner on Thursday, probably not Friday night either. So again, it's about balance, but also keeping yourself in check. And then the other days outside of that Sunday to Wednesday, I keep it as optional days for me to make plans, do dinner and drinks with friends. And personally, that's just what I do for fun outside of work and being active and catching up with people. I just like to do dinner and drinks and go out that way. And sometimes I'll, you know, go to a lounge bar, that kind of thing here in New York. But other than that, I like to prioritize booking my workout class over social plans. And I alleviate some of that worrying by just making sure that I have a workout planned for Thursday and Wednesday, Monday, Monday through Thursday for sure, and oftentimes like Friday or maybe a weekend day if I missed during the week. But for me, I have found that when I put it in my calendar as if it's an appointment or something like a meeting, then mentally I I tell myself, oh, it's a priority. It's something you have to be there for. And so I use Google Calendar and I will typically plan my workouts like the Friday before, I used to wait for the weekend, but nowadays I just try to do it on Friday the week before and I write, okay, maybe Monday I will go skating at the rink, on Tuesday I'll do arms and abs, Wednesday I'll do cardio only, Thursday I'll do legs, like whatever schedule that is and then that way because it's in my calendar, now I feel like I'm committed to it and there's no way out even though technically there is but you just gotta train yourself to be like okay I show up and I'm gonna be there. So lastly let's dive into the benefits of planning ahead and what I personally use to plan ahead and make plans and schedule my life all of that fun stuff and so as most of us I use a planner but for me I use google calendar And don't get me wrong, I love using a physical planner and I used to be very into that, but I just noticed that 
it's harder for me to stay consistent and also remember where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do. So that's why I just like to use my What Fulfills You daily journal to jot down my to-do list, my priorities. And even with the journal, if some of you guys have it, it is just like a regular plain notebook even though it is like very customized like the edges are gold and it's like a pretty black and gold leather journal I've never been the type that was able to follow like the organized structure in a journal or planner and I found that as a creative and business person it's just easier for me to jot down my thoughts everywhere on the the notepad on the notebook instead of having such a structure where I feel like I have to follow a certain way in order for me to utilize the journal productively. So I make my plans in my Google Calendar. I review it Sunday night before the week and then I review it every morning as well as the night before just in case I'm missing something because that always happens where I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot I'm doing an interview tomorrow or I have to be there at five o'clock or wherever. And so it allows me to write my to-do list or my top priorities in my journal more effectively and I will typically write that out in the morning so the journal is just very easy for me to carry around I'll just open up a new page and I'll write down okay top priorities today so that might be focused on editing certain episodes or maybe it is like creating content or shipping out my products or working on client work for my marketing agency it really depends on the day But having a journal just somewhere consistent to write down has always been effective for me. And before the What Fulfills You journal, I actually used moleskin journals because they're just nice, compact, very like pretty to write on as well. But then, of course, I was like, it's just too minimal and also too plain. And the What Fulfills You question in the front is like a good reminder for me as to what I'm working towards, what I'm working for. And so anyways, uh, back to the calendar thing. It's definitely very beneficial for just planning out my work day and, you know, whether I'm going to go to a coffee shop or working from home. And it allows me to visually see, okay, you have like a Zoom meeting though. So maybe don't go to the coffee shop until afterwards, right? I don't really like to take my Zoom calls from outside of my home just because of the noise and everything. And so Google Calendar has served as a really great way to visualize my week and my month. And I do color coordinate. So for fitness, for example, I have that in like a sky blue color. For urgent appointments, I have that in red. Again, it's kind of like alarming. Green is for like work-related stuff. I have like purple for the podcast. And again, it's helpful for like a visual effect. You don't have to do everything that I do and maybe color coordination is not for you. But that also is why I struggled with a physical planner sometimes because I would want to write in different colors or I would need to highlight. And that's why just a a simple minimalistic journal has been my go-to for keeping paper organization. But I don't know, sometimes I do miss having a physical planner. But I think if I did have a physical planner, it would be pretty much just more about writing my top priorities and things like that instead of writing down where I am you know at what time because then I could forget. (laughs) I also like planning ahead when it comes to making plans with friends even if it's a couple days before or a week before because number one you have something to look forward to and number two it's ideal to make dinner reservations especially if you live in an area where Some places are hard to get reservations, so living here in New York, everything does get pretty booked up, so I always try to like check with my friends, hey, what are you doing, 
in a few days or what are you doing this weekend and if we're both free and we we haven't caught up lately then it's nice to be like okay let's go get dinner you want to get like French or Italian or whatever or maybe it's just like let's get drinks and um, it's easier just to put it in your calendar so you make that commitment to yourself and to your friend because no one likes flaky plans right and also I just realized this as well I really like to go through my calendar and audit the year. This is something I learned from Tim Ferriss. And I do this often where I just like to look back, okay, how have I been spending my time? And I will often just go back and add things that I did. So maybe I ended up not going, you know, to dinner or whatever, but then I did something else and it wasn't in my calendar. I will still go back into my calendar and fix and add that into my plans just so that I know that's how I spent my Saturday evening because sometimes I'm like wait what did I do last week and it's really simple just to pop up Google Calendar and be like oh right 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 I was at dinner and this is what we did and this is where we went so that's just like a tangent that's why I also like a digital calendar because it's a lot easier to reflect on how you have spent your time and also really nice too especially if you're like not loving the way you've been spending your time it's easier to be like oh Here's a pattern of what I've been doing. I will say though, of course, like anything in life, there are pros and cons to planning ahead too much. And one of them being is that it can make life boring if you plan every single thing and you make life too structured. This is why I personally would not really like to date someone that's super, super type A and really by the book and really by the calendar because then I think that would be a little bit too rigid for me. And I used to be a little bit like that and... Over the years, I've learned that because when we're dealing with humans, there's that human element to it where you can't predict everything. You can't predict how someone is feeling a certain day or if something happens along the way. So you have to be flexible and adaptable if certain plans do not work out. But on the other hand, if you're not planning at all or making plans with people, friends, making a commitment to go to the gym then that can often lead to missed opportunities, whether that's improving your fitness, like you say you've always wanted to do, or getting together with people, catching up with friends, making time to see people, because that's like the question everyone's always like, well, how do I find balance, right? Or how do I make balance? Or how do I make time for these things? Well, first, you have to look at what you're currently committed to, or maybe you're not committed to anything right now. And that's how I have found myself to commit to something by putting it in my calendar, making it like an appointment and knowing like, okay, I will be there on Friday for birthday dinner or I will meet you on Saturday night for drinks so we can catch up and, you know, see how everything's going, right? Like you want to build that in as well. So finding the balance between making plans, but also keeping some space open for yourself so that if something comes along the way that you have the ability to jump on that opportunity or maybe you simply need a rest day. But this is also what I have learned that is really important as well in relationships, in romantic relationships especially, finding the balance between being spontaneous and doing something kind of last minute or out of the blue, but also having the planned intention to see your partner, um, you know, on a consistent basis because consistency is important in everything you do in life. And that was all for today's episode. I hope this was valuable and whether you do have a morning routine right now or you're not so much of a morning routine person, definitely reflect on what you can implement into your life that could make your day more impactful or could just improve your life 
overall for the long term because I think, again, finding the balance between planning long term, thinking about what you want for your future, what you want for your vision, but also allowing the space to adopt as you go is really important. So if this episode was helpful for you in any way, as always, I so appreciate it. When you reach out to me over Instagram, send a DM or leave a review on Apple and or Spotify. It really does mean a lot to me and it helps keep the show going. And as always, all of the merch, including the journal that I mentioned and the best-selling card game, you can find online at whatfulfillsyou.com. And it is also available at Verishop, V-E-R-I, shop. And all of that will be linked in the show notes. So if you are curious about the merch, definitely go check it out again at whatfulfillsyou.com. Thanks again for tuning in today. I will talk with you all in the next episode.